GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Hello and welcome to another edition of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. Today we head to the food court, but not the cookie stand, which is an independent... Never mind. Today we are chatting with some of your favorite characters from Kevin Smith's Mallrats. So with no further ado, let's go ahead and meet our guest. First, you know him as T.S. Quint. Please help me welcome Jeremy London. How are we doing today, man? I'm good. What did I win? Uh, well, you run. You won Renee. Oh, there we go. Good. I'm good. So good. good. So, uh, so you're you're from you're in Mississippi right now. I am. How's I am. how's that life treating you? Oh, I love it, man. I left Los Angeles about seven years ago and haven't looked back. It's just glorious here. Have a beautiful, beautiful uh, life. Dogs on my shoulder, over my shoulder. Um, just it's incredible. I love it here. Do you miss the do you miss the LA at all? Not even one bit. <laughs> not even, not even like a fraction of a bit. There's no reason to be there anymore. It's too expensive. I miss my my son lives in Palm Springs, so I miss him, of course, but I don't miss Los Angeles by any means. And just the whole California experience. I came from the south and I I, I belong in the south. It's nice to be back amongst uh, real people. Absolutely. <laughs> that whole Los Angeles scene never felt right to me anyway. I just, you know. I hear you. I'm super a Florida guy, so, uh, I, I hear you. Absolutely. Uh, our next guest, please help me welcome the most feared security guard in the business. Is Please help me welcome. You know Ms. LaFors, Sven, Oli, Thorson. Yeah. The crowd goes yeah. wild. Hey, hey, Sven. Sven, how are you doing, sir? Fantastic. So happy to be here with you, Milo, with Jeremy, with the whole gang. Yeah, uh, so, uh, when was the last time that you guys actually saw each other and, and were able to chat? Probably. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. Wow. Well, I'm honored to be able to have you both here and be able to, to chat. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. It's what, 26 years? 26 years? Yeah. How long has it been? Exactly. Yeah, 26? Tw yeah, 26 years. No, no, 2001. Good yeah, yeah, 26 Lord. years. That's, That's so weird. I'm almost 50 years old now. I was a kid when we shot this movie, and it just keeps getting more popular and more popular. It's the strangest thing. It took like 10 years for anybody to even know that I was in that movie. Wasn't that weird for you too, Sven? Very weird. I've, I've been a lot of conventions, and uh, one was in uh, Hollywood a couple of years ago, and people have been traveling all over the world just to come and have uh, La Force sign mm -hmm. a poster of it was so abstract. I mean, I've done 160 pictures, big pictures, Conan the Barbarian, Gladiator, Running Man, Little Weapon. But the most popular picture I ever did was more rats. Isn't that so wild? Isn't it? It, it truly is amazing that he has these legs. And I, don't say, and I don't say one word in more rats. <laughs> just making faces and stuff, but. But you just get to be a big Viking, man. It was just, how can you forget LaFours? No, I, yeah, I mean, mo one of the most memorable characters, like you, like you said, without even saying a word in the entire movie. It's yeah, just a perfect piece of the uh, of the puzzle. The whole thing is just, I think, one one element missing oh. wouldn't, wouldn't have been the same, you know? Absolutely. And also working with Jason Lee, the Shan Dorothy, mm -hmm. Ben Affleck, and... 
had long conversations with Kevin Smith, the director, uh, who uh, did such a job. He was so relaxed on the whole movie, made jokes, and the whole atmosphere in the movie was just uh, like a big family. From Minnesota, it was very cold there. And uh, this big uh, mall, I think it's called, uh, what's it called? The Prairie something? Uh, Was it Grand Prairie or something? Uh, Prairie. Eden Prairie. Eden Prairie. Eden Prairie. Eden Prairie. That's right. Yeah. All right, and Sven, I, I know our next guest is very excited to talk to you. Our final suitor goes to Rutgers, where he majors in the fine arts. In yes. Technology. A nice welcome for Gil Hicks. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian O'Halloran. What's up? Oh, my God, it's so good to be here. It's so funny. You were just saying, when was the last time you spoke to each other? I never spoke to Sven ever. The entire no. time. Literally, it would be the first time. So, uh I'm super geeked about this, but uh, yeah, it's weird how this movie got legs years later that uh, people would be like, you know, oh my God, Mallrats, one of my favorites. I'm like, you're talking about the film Mallrats, right? Like, <laughs> the one that Kevin Smith apologized for? That the one that he was like immediately issuing refunds for? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's great. I had fun on that set. It was my first Hollywood movie. Uh, my second movie ever, and uh, I just was just overwhelmed with the whole thing to begin with. And Sven is correct when he says that uh, it was a really relaxed, chill kind of atmosphere, but that's every Kevin Smith film set is a chill, relaxed atmosphere. We're not making blockbuster Marvel superhero kind of special effect movie. It's simply usually two dudes or two chicks Dick and fart jokes, pop culture <laughs> references. Boom, we got a movie. Right. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it, Citizen Kane, but man, I'll tell you, it's sure people sure love this movie. Could be. Uh, you know? I, I, I forever, still to this day, get when are we getting Mall Rats 2? So, right. Every time uh, somebody I mean, me. there's so many great quotes from this movie that that people still use today. I am, I am people, I am those people. Uh, but so. Did you ever see this movie in 95, even five years later in 2000, or even 10 years later in, in 2005 when I started to pick up steam as it being a, a cult classic and still being talked to talked about this day? I know I know that I thought it was going to be a blockbuster just based on the uh, the, the, the how well the um, premiere went. And then I took my dad uh, to see it. Uh, in a theater in Los Angeles and there were about six people in the theater and at least three of them left during the movie. And so the reality for me got, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of, you know, shockingly crushing at first, but I, uh, you know, I think that I'm grateful for that now because, uh, it's quite the phenomenon and, and, and being able to get back with these wonderful gentlemen all these years later and, and, and know that it's still important to people. I think the most important thing to me, I just did a, a convention up in uh, Cincinnati and uh, super young people love this movie, <laughs> like really young, you know, teenagers and, and, and super young people are starting to love this movie just as much as, you know, the people that were around back whenever that, you know, that actually liked it whenever it came out, which was right. not a lot of people, <laughs> but it's really, it's really weird with Kevin Smith movies because he puts a certain industry in his movie. And then years later they die. Video stores died, mm -hmm. uh, malls dying by the minute. Who knows what's next? 
convenience right. stores. <gasps> no politicians. Put politicians. Kevin, nice. put politicians in your movie. Political thriller next. Let's do it. Well, he did. He did uh, Red State. You did. That was a right. great movie, man. That Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Kevin sees this. Kevin, Red State, killer movie, man. Uh, uh, Sven, uh, did you see this as just uh, a job or, you know, was this something you were looking forward to? I mean, not knowing how popular it was going to be years later. No, I had to place it two years earlier to work for one of the producers, Jim Jacks. Mm. Died recently, but uh, he talked about this movie and promised me and a colleague of mine, uh, Bobby Pizza. Then, uh, when he was uh, start shooting this movie, More Rats, we should both be in it. And then uh, in '95, I heard about they were shooting the movie and I was not in it, so I called Tim Jackson. I said, <laughs> I thought you were a man of your words. Where's my job? I would have been he scared said, of you. I would have said, yes, sir. <laughs> he said, come to Minnesota and we're going to fix it. So my friend, Bobby Pizza, who was the stunt coordinator also, he was the pro, supposed to play uh, the force. So that became my job. And also Jim Jack said, but you deserve it because as far as I recall, you used to be the strongest man in the world. And I said, you bet. I'm the man for the job. That's and amazing. you said you so used that, to that be was Yeah, I, uh, when I was 40 years old, I did the world record for sen for seniors. I benched 530 pounds in bench press. <laughs> That's amazing. That's like everybody in this chat combined. That's as much as I've ever bench pressed put together, like a cumulative, <laughs> like of all the bench pressing I've ever done, added up. That's how much I've bench pressed. Now, Jeremy, it's also, a fan. Uh, I was going to say, were you familiar with Clerks prior to, did you see Clerks prior to auditioning or being cast? I, 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 I did. I did. And I loved it. I thought, I thought it was great. Um, I think that young, uh, young yeah. e egotistical me thinking I knew everything back then uh, didn't know, you know, I was like, well, this is a, like a little black and white thing. This small rats thing is going to be like, I just didn't, you know, in, in my mind know if, uh, how it was going to translate or whatever. And, uh, you know, uh, from the get go, he just had a, a sort of a command of what he knew it was going to take to get the end result he needed. Um, that was just sort of just above and beyond uh, what most beginning filmmakers should be allowed to do. <laughs> like His insight was extraordinary to be able to see the talent in Jason Lee um, to be able to put together the, uh, the, the people that he put together um, that fit these roles. I mean, seriously, it was just a second movie and he had Ben Affleck in his movie. And I mean, he, you know, and uh, Brian came in and crushed it for us. You know, it just, it, the, all of the elements were incredible, incredible. They're the foresight to understand the, the end result and get the end result was, you know, just. I think, a, I think a lot of that too was Don Phillips, the other producer who mm -hmm. brought in a lot of people from Dazed and Confused. Yeah, the casting director, yeah. Yeah, it was a, a really big, <coughs> it was a real good, I mean, he had a great eye for early 90s young talent to kind mm -hmm. of get that new feeling of what, you know, 
the 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 brat pack kind of feel of movies. Don Phillips was in a bar with my brother in Austin, Texas, whenever a girl introduced their boyfriend, uh, her boyfriend to them, and it was Matthew McConaughey. I mean, and then so Don Phillips plucked the McConaughey out of Austin, Texas, and said, "This guy, there's something special to this guy." So you're absolutely right, Brian. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was great to Sean see Sean Penn, right? Yeah. Yeah. I recall. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Stan Lee, who played a Stan, part in the picture. Yeah. And uh, the story goes that uh, when Kevin Smith was writing the, the script, uh, he told to Jim Jacks, asked him who, who should play that part. You know, the guy that gives uh, the, our hero advice about to make love and how to get married, staying married and stuff. And say so he's a Stan Lee type. And then uh, Jim Jack would say, but I know Stan Lee. I had lunch with him once a week. Uh, so why don't we hire, you know, Stan Lee? Stan Lee. That's, so that's why he became his own character in, uh, in Morrisville. And then the- uh, I was very much like, yes. I had no idea who Stan Lee was. <laughs> Truly. No, but like I, I did. No? I did. Spider-Man, the greatest Spider-Man. He's a great artist. Once they told me all of that, yeah, once they told yeah. me all that, of course I knew who he was, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, these that was, like, that was his first... What was that? That was his first speaking role. Stan Lee's first speaking role. And his uh, favorite. The, it was his favorite role. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. job he got in Norway. Yeah. And then, and then it was, look what it started. And it was great that they put it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe when there's the scene where he's on the bus reading the script of Mallrats when uh, the uh, yeah. Doctor Strange and them hit the bus. Oh, it's just so funny. Or I forget what the exact. It transcends is. like what any of us ever thought we were involved or yeah. going to be connected to. I think, uh, and and that was sort of the magic link. I think uh, that. You know, we all knew there were uh, important, you know, there were really uh, amazing things uh, mm -hmm. uh, with this movie that we didn't ex understand at the time, you know, but uh, I, I certainly am, am, am glad to have been in his orbit and to have been something that meant so much to him and been a part of something that meant so much to him. Um, you know, it's very cool. So uh, I, I have to I have to ask Jeremy. Besides where the, you know, Jaws pops out of the water, what would be the ideal place to get engaged or get married for you? Oh my goodness. Um, I would, I, I, oh man, for somebody that hasn't been very good at marriage, this is a bad question for me. <laughs> How about the double loop-de-loop -loop at, at any other park and just right when you get to the top ask you know if you're if you show marry you and then when you get to the next one give the ring give her the ring that's perfect i mean it's a yeah it's a it's a ring situation when you think that's about what it. i would do metaphorically right. so you guys ready for some fan questions absolutely let's do it sure. all right so our first question comes from brian if there was not i don't think this brian uh, if there was a sequel to Mallrats, what could you see your characters doing now? Well, I'll let Brian take it first anyway. 
oh, uh, you know, Gil Hicks probably maybe is part of um, some sort of political party, uh, still trying to pick up ladies and take them to the cheese house. Does he still have the mullet? Does he still sport the mullet? I think the mullets are making it back. So I'm sure he's got, he would, it was funny because there was a couple of years ago where Kevin was actually in the process of doing a mall rats too. And when he told me this, I started to grow my hair out to be like, oh my God, this will be hilarious. Gil Hicks still rocking the mullet. And it went to like this really ratty kind of, okay, this is Eastern European 20 years behind kind of fashion look. I got to get out of this. And so I, I was like, I got it. Once he said, no, we're not going to do Mallrats yet. We're going to do Clerks 3. I was like, okay, great. Immediately I got a haircut. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see where Gil Hicks was, would be. I think he would still think he's suave when he's not. I think that's the angle to play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeremy, where's, uh, where's, where's TS at now? I think TS probably has some kids, probably trying to get them off to college. Um, maybe a sort of decent mid-level job somewhere um, uh, and still with Brandy's Finning, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, maybe making the mall rats Rooker, are... Making, making Rooker still than your father. Yes. Hating my father-in-law. Uh, so Yeah. So maybe your kids are the mall <laughs> <clears throat> maybe Sven is LaForce still at the mall yeah, sure LaForce is the man he's the most <laughs> dangerous god in the world so now he reinvented himself so he's coming back still strong but on the skateboard nice <laughs> <laughs> Sven comes in doing some kick flips that's that's a bit uh, yeah like, like Brody, yeah. you know that he made he made nice with with Brody and and Brody taught him how to do some tricks. Yes, yeah, you know, it's like it's like a chase the kid and still be fast instead of running and running out of breath. I have my uh, skateboard. That would be great. You know, still one of my biggest pet peeves with that whole movie was that Jason Lee, who's one of the greatest skateboarders ever, wouldn't skate in the mall. I'm like, you have a mall. No, he was contractually. He was contractually uh, against. They had. They made him sign a. You can't skate in the mall. So for insurance purposes, he didn't kill us. We just wanted him. We just wanted him to do it so bad. Well, he did. Once we wrapped, he did take the board and go around the lower level. Did he? I never got. I didn't get to see that. But man, that would have been amazing. We all just wanted to watch him. All right. Our next question. Our next question comes from Madison. Is there a dream role you would still? Uh, would like to be a part of Brian again, please. Oh, uh, any, anything in the uh, Star Wars universe? I mean, mm. you know, I'd love to get involved in that at some point. Um, I'm looking at you, Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, any of those type of roles that, that's still something as a kid in the 70s when, when that movie came out, it just blew my mind. I remember riding home. We we lived in the Bronx in New York City, but we drove out to Paramus, New Jersey, to the giant screen out there that had a 70 millimeter theater that showed 70 millimeter prints. So we saw Star Wars on this giant screen out in Paramus. And I remember coming home with my two older brothers. I have two older brothers, one nine years and one six years older than me. And me being in the back of the car going, ha ha, when I have my driver's license, I'm going to have a land speeder. 
Still waiting for that land speeder. <laughs> Looking at you, Elon. There's my land Ooh, speeder. It's coming, man. It's coming. If Elon has anything to do with it. Now, Sven, yeah, so the Star Wars universe, anything in the Star Wars universe, I do. Now, Sven, you've been in like over a dozen movies with Arnold. What could, what could uh, the the future hold for you if you could pick any sort of role? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been talking about John Medius has been talking about King Conan for years, and that would really be a dream. Uh, we spent when we did the first Conan. Oh, Colin the Barbarian. We spent 17 months in Spain and uh, we had a ball there. You know, we were 10 stunt guys from Denmark, 10 from Spain, and 10 from America. I played Thorgrim. This was uh, John Meals' uh, favorite character. Years earlier, I had met John in California together with Arnold when he wrote the screenplay and he asked me for a good Viking name for one of the characters. And I came up with Thorgrim. And a year later, he called me and said, come to Spain, bring 10 of your friends, big guys, and uh, you should, and you're gonna play uh, Thorgrim. So when we came down there, he called our team, the Danish Dunman, the animals. So uh, I would love to, for Conan to come alive again. And Arnold did probably his best job uh, all the pictures Anna's been doing, his very best job. He was really uh, the Conan character. He trained very hard for it. And I know the Yamasaki, his sword master. I'm also fifth dan in karate, so I learned how, how to move. And when he put a sword in his hand in the movie, you believed it. He became Conan. Uh, so to be a part of the Conan uh, trilogy, you know, that would be fantastic. Fantastic. We need another one, man. It's been too long. Absolutely. Let's put that out into the universe. Heck yeah, man. Hashtag bring yeah. King Conan. It's like a guaranteed blockbuster, too, man. Producers, get on this. Yeah. Get on this, producers. Uh, Jeremy, dream Sir. roll. Man, I don't even know what it would be specifically. I think that it would definitely be have to be a period piece of some kind. Okay. You know, I really love Westerns. And uh, kids think I'm Iron Man now for some reason. I don't know why. I get this all the time, man. These little kids come up, like, or if I'm walking through New Orleans, if I've got this one specific leather jacket I wear, every black dude on the street in New Orleans stops me and thinks I'm Iron Man. So I've got that going for me if Downey doesn't work out for some. Uh, well, I mean, there's. Uh, and there's there's Westworld. Are you familiar with Westworld? I mean, it's the yeah, closest thing to a Western, you know, that we have going on right now. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I'd be all over that, 100. So definitely right, a period. Our, our next question comes from Brandon, and it was, "What is your favorite scene to film?" Well, mine was simple. Mine was simple. It's I'm pretty much on the dais the entire time. So uh, it was just great being on the stage. It was a, I think we shot that for two days uh, where we had an audience and then it was just us on stage. So it was just great bouncing off Jason Lee. Jason Lee was so hilariously funny in person, in his real personality, that when we got to just bounce stuff back and forth, it was just a lot of fun. So much so that towards the end of production, Kevin had handed me and him the script to Dogma, 
originally with the the roles Bartleby and Loki, which eventually went to the Golden Boys, Ben and Matt, which knocked it out of the part. Uh, but uh, it was just fun just shooting, you know, that whole scene. Um, watching what was being shot uh, was a lot of fun. That was fun. Now you said go, going back and forth with Jason, was uh, any of that stuff ad-libbed from the movie? Mm. No, that's the one thing about Kevin. Kevin's not a big ad-lib fan. No, it's very specific, which mm. is, you know, a, you know, a, it, there's a reason and that the, the timing, everything about it, like he just knows how to, he knows how it's going to be funny. Um, and, uh, and need, and, and need you to get that, get there to that. And, uh, you know, that was a, probably a hard, one of the hardest pills for me to swallow at first. Um, but then, you know, I saw the end result. I was like, Oh, damn, was... <laughs> the whole time I'm an idiot. <laughs> that was the best thing about Sven. Sven had his lines down pat. He did. Never. He nailed them. Nailed them. Man, I have to say that I gotta. I think I gotta disagree with Brian. That was probably the most fun. Those scenes were so fun to shoot. In yeah. The movie. I mean, of course, we had the scene with uh, with Terry with her, her 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 third nipple. That was an interesting day. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so you say so? You shot the entire stage scene over the course of two days. Yeah, we did. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not unusual, really, for big movies back then. When we shot on film, right. back when movies were movies, <laughs> it really wasn't I mean, there. Technically, not a lot of action. And when I say us two days, meaning us on the stage right. and uh, and shooting the audience, but the stuff with like Jay and Silent Bob right. and, and all the ancillary stuff that was going around during the game show, those were different days. But yeah. specifically, the game show stuff was over a, a two-day period. I'm interested to hear what's what was Sven's favorite day of shooting. No, let's talk about my my least favorite days because <laughs> I had just heard my I had hurt both my knees. Um, the picture I did uh, called uh, uh, the Bruce Lee life story dragon. Oh right. Oh, and then you and had I to had run and chase those guys. I, I play was playing the demon. And I was supposed to be lower down in the grave, and the cable uh, broke, and I uh, broke both my knees. So when I did more rest, I just had two knee surgeries. So every time he asked me to run, I was like, oh, no, not for oh, that back so, scene, that back alley scene where you're chasing you. And so when I see myself, I'm a quite good athlete, quite good runner. You know, I didn't like to see myself because mm. you see, it was hard for me to run. It, it was terrible. So I hated that. Do I mm. have to run again? So that's what I recall. How could you not? My, not my worst scenes. My worst scenes, I think. I think. I think the bad day. Listen, man. When in the scene where where Joey kicks me in the nuts, she missed the little thing that was supposed to protect my nuts, and she kicked me in the nuts. So I probably remember that scene the most. Because I remember she dropped me and like every man in the whole like mall uh, went, oh, and then Joey came over and looked over me while I'm on the ground in the fetal position. She goes, it can't, it's not that bad, Jeremy. And every guy in there went, oh, yes, it is. And Kevin come over. He's like, London, take 30. <laughs> take half and I go walk that off because she <laughs> dropped me, man. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah, I remember the painful days more than anything else. 
I would, I would think so. And, and, and Sven, that makes, so thinking back on the movie, that makes sense while the other security guards are the ones doing the heavy work, lifting, you know, uh, lifting Jeremy and, and, and Jason, and you're just walking while they're doing all the dirty work. So that makes perfect sense now. It still worked. It, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Our next question. Next question comes from, from Anna or Anna. I don't know. I've seen Frozen, so it's Anna. Uh, yeah. What is your favorite film? Wow. Like ever? ever yeah, ever. Uh, that's a, we'll, that's we'll a do two-parter. Two-parter. Okay. Favorite film all time and favorite film in the Buescu universe. Ah, okay, that's a good one. Um, go, I would say, I go first? yeah, go, please do, Sven. I was so lucky to work on a big picture by Ridley Scott. It's called Gladiator. Uh, I was uh, working on Malta, where I play uh, Tigris. I'm a retired. Uh, Gladiator and uh, Russell Crowe, Maximus is supposed to have a fight with me. I worked with six tigers. I was there for 10 weeks. And uh, that movie, who I think won seven Oscars or something, oh, really stays in my, in my mind because for seven, eight weeks, I became that character. Mm -hmm. Every day I was uh, dressed up, put in the, the, the Coliseum, 5,000 5, extras was there to applaud, and they didn't know the movie, so they thought I was the hero. So every day for four weeks when they shot the, 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 the scenes, they applauded me like I was the main That's character. Dude, you were born to be a gladiator, are you kidding me? A couple thousand yeah, years that, ago, that would have been you in there for real. But that movie is really one of the epics, you know, like Lawrence of Arabia or mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, uh, those big uh, movies from the old days. Uh, uh, so Gladiators probably also won two stunt Oscars for that movie, Best Fight and Best Work, best work with Animals. So yes. Gladiator is definitely my favorite picture of all time. Worked with Oliver Reed who died during the shoot mm. and uh, have a fun story about Oliver Reed because they all told or talked about Oliver Reed had a, had a parakeet tattooed on his penis, on his uh, one side of his penis was a tattooed parakeet. And one day I was in the ba bathroom with him. We were both taking a lead. I asked him, is it true you have a parakeet tattooed on your penis? And he said yes, and he showed me. And it was so, real. He really had. He really. He really had it on his. He had really had a tattoo on his. Oh my god! Ouch! Let's turn yeah. a left turn. Yes, Daddy Ada was really uh, my favorite picture. That is totally putting. Yeah, I don't totally have that good. Thing. A, a different spin on flipping the bird to someone. All right. Um, favorite movie for me of all time. That's a tough question. I usually break it down by genre and stuff. But, um, you know, some people will say, like, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I'm a big fan of war movies. So Patton is one, I would say, one of my favorite movies. Um, favorite Kevin Smith movie. Um, that's a tough one. Um, I'm a big fan of Dogma. 
um, uh, being being a lapsed Catholic myself, I kind of had the same kind of questions that he put forth in his script, and uh, it got it so you know got such publicity from the Catholic League, which was I think one person at the time, um, to to try to protest the movie, which was kind of weird. So uh, that would be my favorite uh, VSQ film. Wow, you guys are gonna man. I honestly, I I I love so many different reasons movies for different reasons that it's it's just so uh, it's so hard for me to to just name one. I mean, I, I'm gonna stick with Mallrats for the Kevin Smith one, but uh, gosh, I, it, there's so many. I, I, the Last Samurai actually like affected me like like viscerally at a time in my life whenever I was really going through some stuff, and it helped me get some like like just mental power that I needed at the time. And so, you know, there's, uh, I never thought I would say a Tom Cruise movie, but goodness, that the last summer I was probably at the, is at the top of my list. So I'll go with that. Citizen Kane, Citizen Kane and last samurai are both right there for me. All right. Our, uh, our next question we have up here, uh, is coming from Andrew. And how did you all first get into acting? Brian, uh, I got into acting um, probably because of, of a lack of any other skill in my <laughs> life. Um, I'd done it uh, as a kid in middle school. Uh, I'm the youngest of three sons in an Irish Catholic family, so I guess I turned my acting up into acting. Uh, you know, focus that energy instead of annoying my mother and embarrassing my family put you on stage and we can disown you because you're a character um so that's that and then when i went into high school i didn't really do any of the high school plays until i got into senior year but what got me into it again was actually my circle of role playing like dnd kind of role playing circle i was always the guy like acting the scenes out while we were role playing um and i just focused it from that and went into community college and took all the theater that i could and from there Years later, I started acting in community theater. And then Kevin had hold auditions at the First Avenue Playhouse in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey, which still operates to this day. Um, and the owner of the theater called me up a month beforehand saying, hey, Brian, these guys are making a film. They're auditioning next month. You should come down. You're the age range of what they're looking for. I This is before the Internet, before everybody had cell phones. Month goes by, totally forgot about it. Uh, the auditions were like a Sunday night and a Monday night. Monday morning, the guy calls the house again, and he's like, Brian, where were you? They were coming like, oh, my God, I totally forgot. Is that last night? He goes, yeah. I'm like, it's again tonight, right? Yep. Got in there, auditioned. Kevin liked what I did, and the rest is uh, history. Uh, so you almost missed it. Almost missed it. Thank God for Joe Bagnoll of the First Avenue Playhouse, also known as the guy who stands in front of the cat in the original Clerks as the cat does its business. <laughs> Jeremy, how did you get into into acting? You know, I, the way it's the universe is so weird the way it works. I mean, I literally met the very the I, I used to wait tables in this Holiday Inn in like Desoto, Texas, and this beautiful older woman that would come in. I mean, I say older; I was a teenager at the time, so she was probably forty. Which we, you know what I mean? She she seemed much older because I was a child, uh, but uh, she was gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. And uh, I finally got the courage to talk to her one day. And I said, you know, you're really beautiful. Are you an actress? Because she just looked, she had that look like she was famous or something. She's like, no, no, but I do do some acting uh, 
uh, with this guy in Dallas named David Payne. And, you know, he's got acting classes. And I was like, what the hell is that? I had no idea what that was. And I had always been like gotten the leads and plays and stuff like that in school and had done all that. But I, I grew up in, in Oklahoma and Texas. It wasn't very realistic to think beyond that, you know, beyond plays or whatever. And so I never thought about it as a, as a career. Um, and we met, went and met this David Payne guy and he, uh, he, he, you know, just signed us up and we started, you know, doing some acting classes and stuff like that. And then he, uh, luckily had a connection oh, yeah. to Hollywood through Sherry Rhodes, who cast uh, Mississippi Burning and uh, the very first movie that my uh, brother got because I forced him to go on the audition was a movie called The Man in the Moon, which was uh, Reese Witherspoon's first movie when she was 13. And uh, uh, David Payne, uh, our acting coach, whatever, assisted Sherry Rhodes while she cast uh, the movie. And so she so that was kind of our our opportunity to audition for it um but you know it was one of those things we showed up in dallas and it was a cattle call there were like 500 dudes there and my brother was the only one that didn't want to be there <laughs> he was just like he had no interest we were all like actor oh and we actors and my brother sitting over the corner like what the hell am i here for? like and he, then he got the role because like clearly that's what they were looking for right but uh so i would say i got in because i forced my brother to go on an audition and he got the part <laughs> Well, you know, there's different ways to get in. So, yeah, Sven strong armed my way in. That's the long and short. Yeah, I, you know, I will not call myself an actor. I'm probably uh, a stuntman who can uh, say "ouch" the proper way <laughs> when he falls off the horse or somebody hurts him. But uh, uh, out of Denmark. I've worked for, uh, you know, John Medius twice. And uh, when I was 40 years old, I had started uh, a lot of sports federations in Denmark, the Danish uh, Powerlifting Federation, the Danish Bodybuilding Federation, and the Danish Karate Federation. I'm fifth Dan in Shotokan Karate. So as a 40 years old, decided to go to California to try to seek new adventures. And I didn't know anybody in California. So I called up Arnold, my friend Arnold, from the Conan days. And he was shooting a picture in uh, Griffith Park called Commando. So I went up there. And uh, a month earlier, I was in those days 320 pounds. I had just made the world record in bench press for Masters. So when uh, Joel Silver, the producer, saw me, he offered me a job in Commando. He said, I'll give you $30,000 if you go run around in my picture and, you know, pretend to be a military guy and you have to be a member of Screen Access Guild. You need a social security number. So I went to Screen Access Guild proving I worked on three American pictures the Conan pictures out of Denmark, and I became a member of Screen Access Guild. And recently here, a few years ago, I wrote a book called Strong Man in Hollywood. And I realized in the 30 years I've been in Hollywood, from 40 years old, I've done 160 pictures. And uh, wow. I, never, I never felt I was acting out. I felt, you know, I have to play cowboy engines, I'll be with the boys, we have fun, we can play poker and make some jokes and stuff. 
That's all still acting. Yeah, you know, I, I just had, I never felt one day in those 30 years in Hollywood that I've worked. It was all fun being with the boys, you know, having fun, you know. So John Medius actually opened that door for me in those days where I went to California for some martial art world championships stuff. And I met John because I was supposed to do Coleman and he asked for, you know, a good Viking name. I came up with Thorgrim and later on he took me to Spain to work there. So I can actually thank John Milius uh, for, you know, being in the business for so many years and uh, one of the very few persons that have been working all those 30 years. I came to California, 40 years old. I want to retire. I want to lay on the beach, just having fun. But then I started working, and it was nonstop work. So I did so much work, but I never felt one day I was working. I said, Jesus Christ, they're paying me for playing. How do I need Look at that. Way to, look, way to make Arnold look small. Good yeah, God. Right. I didn't even realize how much, like, good. You're, like, much taller than him, huh? Wow. Yeah, but he's a good student. He's a good student. I think everybody watching this was just like, oh, yeah, my friend Arnold. Yeah. Oh, oh, just let me yeah. casually call my friend Arnold. Well, he is a, I used to say about that uh, I believe that every thousand years, there's one person that's been born who have a higher purpose. And Arnold is one of them. He's a great motivator. He's uh, the best friend you can have. When he do, do a movie, the whole crew and cast love Arnold because he pays attention to everybody. That's you know, he's a team player, and he always used to thank people around him for being behind his success. And then also he's the master of, uh, you know, power sleeping. He can be in the car sleep for ten minutes, and then he's ready to go. He's always full of energy, full of compliments, full of helping reaching out, you know, to the poor, to the kids and stuff. He's just a hell of a guy, a hell of a guy. He would be a good wagon to be hitched to there, buddy. Absolutely. A lot of actors out there who become, become very self-indulgent and talk about themselves, me, 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 me all the time. But he really gives back. He always... Uh, talked about how America really stood behind him and helped him. And now he's using his time to give back. He's the head of a guy. Great. All right. So before we wrap up, what do you have to say to the folks watching at home? Uh, all these, these mall rats fans that, that have tuned in today and, and will be watching in the future. What final words do you have for our fans today? I, I want to tell him to harass Kevin Smith until we make him all rats too. Just keep harassing the hell out of him. Just don't let him sleep day and night. I don't think it's Kevin's uh, ultimate. I think he would have made it a long time ago. Uh, you know, whoever was, wants to produce this thing, tell them, make this movie. And here's a way that uh, how it is. Um, the fans realize, uh, know that there's a Clerks 3, which we wrapped up about five weeks ago coming. That's this, Kevin Smith's next film. The best thing to do is when it comes out next year, end of spring, begin of, beginning of summer, I've been told, 
um, is to go see it in theaters and bring 10 friends. Because here's the thing. Hollywood doesn't see, oh, I like the idea of Mallrats too. Mm-hmm. Hollywood goes, well, what was the last thing this guy made that made money? And that's all they care about. They could yep. care less if we were telling the story of the cure for cancer. They and just how much money did Moritz make at the movies the first time? Yeah, it enough enough that it it DVD whoever owns the DVD sale right, right is the one that's making the that's when it did well exactly right. But yeah. the theater so, as far as the big ticket go see Clerks three because then they be go look Kevin Smith films are bankable. Will totally green light Moritz too. So that's the best way to get Moritz two awesome. made. So I charge it to you, great Galaxy Con fans out there. Mm-hmm. Go out there, take your friends, make a party of it, see it a few times, have a couple herbal um, uh, drinks or whatever you're into, yeah. and then see it again because you're going to forget about it, and then see it again. <laughs> so that's the way to do it. That's what I'm going to leave my. Uh, that's the advice I'm giving from now on too, Brian. Thank you. That's a perfect answer. Sven, any last words for our fans watching at home? Yeah, I would just say one thing. Believe in yourself. You can do whatever you like. Don't listen to people around you who tell you you cannot do that. My best friend, your best friend, is your discipline. With discipline, you can do anything in life. It's like pushing small pebbles up the mountain, and one day, one of those small pebbles will go on the other side of the mountain. So keep pushing, keep pumping, and believe in yourself, okay? Oh, Discipline man. is your best friend. Great, great words to end it with, absolutely. Uh, guys, I just want to say it has been my pleasure to host for you today. Thank you for joining us on this virtual GalaxyCon stage. Hopefully we can do a real GalaxyCon stage sometime in the future. And thank you to everybody watching at home, wherever you are. Thank you for all those great questions. Uh, you know, everyone in our chats, and, and everyone else, please, you know, keep supporting GalaxyCon and uh, hope to see you guys again soon. Until then, be safe.